You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning, and that music can only mean one thing. Dan and Dave. And, uh, one <laughs> of morning, them is alive. Dave. Good morning, Dan, and the left coast. And uh, are you all stirring up the pot to screw anything up at this moment? <laughs> the pot. Uh, well, the pot here in Oregon uh, refers to something different than maybe what you Georgians think, but uh, <clears throat> our pot here is doing very well. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> you know, one thing, uh, have you all legalized, uh, you all have only legalized uh, legal marijuana. You haven't, have you all legalized recreational at this point? Uh, 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 no, we haven't. Okay, so... We haven't, but I, I think that's coming maybe in July. I Coming to sure, your local it's, pot it's, corner. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Uh, I drive by what they call dispensaries, uh, and that's for, uh, that's for medical products. Are they, are they like the red dot stores in uh, South Carolina and so forth? Kind of like for, that, yeah. For like the liquor stores, they have the red dots. Buy it here. You know, yeah. one thing I would, and, and I, I don't ask much of my friend Dan, but this I, I, I would be very interested in. If Oregon does, like Washington has done, um, legalize uh, recreational marijuana, what I would like to track is the number of, of automobile accidents and or uh, deaths associated with auto accidents uh, relating to marijuana. Do they give that statistic out or facts out? Do you know? No, I've never heard it. Even in Colorado, I've really never heard it. Uh, I, I think it's kind of hard to track because there's no definition for intoxicated uh, through marijuana. Well, they... It's uh, not like a blood alcohol level. They have tracked it from, you know, a in, in Colorado, and, and we've talked about this on our Detailing Addiction show. They have tracked it from the standpoint that uh, uh, you start out in X number of wrecks annually, an average of, I don't know, <clears throat> say 200,000, they, they legalize marijuana, and it goes up. All of a sudden, they're averaging 230,000. And I'm just picking, pulling numbers. They, they mean nothing. But um, they have been, they've tracked it from that standpoint, not from, you know, breath tests and all this or whatever else, blood tests or anything else. But um, I think they can, and I, and I believe you can get a DUI if you're high on pot. You know, just like a DUI if you're if you're drunk, driving under the influence of pot, alcohol, whatever it might happen to be. Well, I'm just scanning an article here. Um, maybe we'll get back to that subject in a few minutes, but 
You know, I, I would guess that you're probably correct, but I don't know what the increase is. Uh, no, I don't either. Um, uh, according to one study, marijuana-related traffic deaths increased by 154% between 2006 and, tw- and 2014. Um, now, is all of that related to marijuana? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I, I just don't think their reporting uh, system is totally accurate and in place. No, I'm, I'm sure not. And uh, you know, but it would be an interesting, uh, interesting subject to sort of keep track of. You know, uh, you know. I, the, the nice thing about Portland is, if we go right across the Columbia River, we're in the state of Washington. And you can buy all and, you uh, want. <laughs> yeah, the state of Washington uh, is very uh, liberal. Uh, you know, and uh, you you can purchase just about anything you want there. You know, I, I as a conservative, uh, but also remember being able to remember my college years. Uh, that's because when you get Alzheimer's, you remember the old stuff better than you remember the new stuff. But anyway, um, I, I'm you know I I just can't go along with legalizing it. Uh, and every there's the argument of well you got booze and all this and yeah and, and uh, you know I'm the older I get the more I I look at drinking like you know I have nothing against you having a drink uh, or anybody else having a drink I don't really have anything against uh, you having two drinks or three drinks or ten drinks. As long as you stay home, stay off my road. Uh, and I've certainly gotten to the point that even uh, I'll have one drink going out at going to a restaurant or something like that. But if I'm driving, I'll have an early cocktail at a restaurant and then that's it. I'm, I'm not going to jeopardize my family, my wife, or anybody else um, when I leave a restaurant. I, I just... And, and I certainly, if I decide I've had it with the radio station and I go home and figure this is one of those nights to have about four cocktails, I'll have them, but I'm staying at home. I'm not going outside. I don't, I don't even think about going out or getting in the car. And I think that's the way I feel about well, what's marijuana. The, what's the difference with marijuana? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, that's the way I feel about it. If if uh, I don't, you know, I don't think, I think one joint is a lot worse than one drink, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but if you want to get blown away on marijuana, that's I have no problem with that. Just stay where you're at. Don't get behind the wheel. Well, you mentioned uh, our college days, and I don't know this for a fact. I can't, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a personal testimony here, but that's because you stay blown hear, away on marijuana all the time. <laughs> from what I hear, marijuana now is nothing like the marijuana that was available back in the early 70s. Yeah, supposedly um, it, it's so strong it'll knock your socks off. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. I usually smoke barefooted anyway. <laughs> I can believe that. Or in your Ho Chi Minh sandals. <laughs> yeah. But we won't go into that. 
No, th- thankfully I've been able to stay away. I've been marijuana uh, clear for a number of years. Well, like I, like I said, I, I I don't want to encroach or even insinuate encroaching on anyone's personal rights. But they're not personal rights when they get on my road or on, and and I'm the same way. I. I I shouldn't encroach on anybody else's rights by being drunk and driving, and I so that and that's that's the way I feel about somebody high. That's the way I feel about whether it's booze or marijuana, heroin, dope of any kind, crack. Um, I if you want to go smoke yourself to death, that's fine. I have no problem with it. Just don't get out on my highways. Well, I'm just reading a study uh, from uh, 2015. It's a drug and alcohol crash risk study by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, and it sounds like a bunch of double talk. Uh, <laughs> but they, they they report that you know because the because the age group that typically smokes marijuana is fairly young, and I'm not sure I agree with that. That's not true. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but they think that maybe the age affects uh, the crash risk uh, as much as the uh, marijuana. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it needs to be studied more. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, President Trump does regarding marijuana. I, I, don't, I haven't heard that on any of his uh, uh, campaign issues. Have you? Uh, drug control, marijuana control? No, no, I haven't. And, uh, you know, I've got to respect him. He doesn't drink at all, which, you know, uh, totally respect him for his... his. He just doesn't, doesn't want to, doesn't want his head messed up, and uh, so he doesn't. So power to him. He's a, he's a wise man for not doing that, which I, in my opinion... Well, you're probably the only opinion in the country that would say that. <laughs> I I haven't heard too many people here say he's a wise man. <laughs> I, you know, I tell you what, I, I think he's uh, I think he's very very. It's it's an oxymoron. I think he's loudly and quietly doing a very good job. Um, I've been impressed with his decisions. Uh, and which leads us to uh, one of the topics I wanted to talk about because it's about to start up the hearings for his his uh, choice for the Supreme Court. Neil uh, Gorsuch is that the way you pronounce it? Gorsuch. 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 How I've heard it, but you know who knows. Gorsuch. Anyway, that guy he could take on the Senate and have more brain power than than all the senators put together. Um, he should have just taken over the seat and not even gone through the hearings, in my opinion. The guy is extremely smart. Uh, and the one thing that I must say I like about him the most, and, and that, as far as I'm concerned, that's what the Supreme Court is all about, is he is a constitutionalist. Um, he doesn't try to write things into the Constitution. He doesn't try to write law with the Constitution uh, in his position in the uh, Tenth Circuit his decisions have been based on the Constitution this is what it says 
this is why you broke the law or this is why we find you innocent um, by via of the Constitution. And I, that's what our country's about. And the sooner we get back to our Constitution and the sooner more people listen to the show on America's Web Radio called Our Constitution, the better I'll like it. Yeah, I'm just looking at a chart here. It's This is by the uh, Journal of Law Economics Organization, whoever they are, talking about how conservative or how liberal all of the uh, Supreme Court justices are. And uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Sotomayor is way liberal, along oh, yeah. with Ruth Ginsburg. Yep. And Neil Gorsuch is... Uh, as conservative as they are liberal on this graph. Huh. So, you know, he he's, comes across as being pretty conservative. Well, like I said, if he's a constitutionalist, the people would look at him as a conservative, but uh, yes. as a fair judge, uh, I believe he's... I believe he's very, very good. I... Uh, we, you ought to look at the Heritage Foundation. I believe they've given him the top rating. So has the uh, American Bar Association have uh, more than approved him as being a fair and outstanding judge. Um, he's a good man, and I, that's what we need on the on the Supreme Court, and for years to come. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I you know I, I think the what is it? It's the Wax Museum in in uh, London. Is that correct? I, I think so, yeah. I think they were a little premature in, in uh, making Ginsburg's figure. She's been sitting there for, you know, I think the lady's wax, but they've figured out how to open and close her eyes and, and let her bow her head to take a nap during anything. <laughs> Nobody could be that old. <laughs> Well, uh, during the break, maybe I can find out how old uh, she really is. We will take that break right now and be back on the Dan and Dave show right after this. Stay tuned. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And aren't you excited? You're back on the Dan and Dave show this morning from the left coast and the right coast and 
the uh, North Coast. I don't uh, think he gave your uh, advertiser full full due there. That was an awfully short break. I I, I think another, you know your another, advertiser another short credit. joke, huh? Yeah. I'm getting yeah. tired of these short jokes, Dan. <laughs> Not funny. Yeah. Not funny. So oh. we've got uh, we've got a Monday morning on our hands. And uh, we were both talking about how short the weekend felt. Um, I, we had a nice day uh, Sunday, uh, and we're expecting more rain through the week. And I'm looking out my window right now, and it's raining as we speak. Oh, my goodness, we've had a wet spring. Today is the first day of spring. Hallelujah. No, yeah. I, I really, I tell you what, I, I'm... And we didn't have much of a winter. We had a few days of cold, but uh, I'm, I'm really personally a winter person. I I, uh, I enjoy being out during the summer. I, I'm I'm about to change the old uh, yard theory and let somebody else do it. Um, but the nice part about winter is you can, can you can add so many clothes and stay warm. The bad part about summer is you can only take off so many to try to get cool. And uh, I personally, uh, I really like winter. I, I like winter, and I, I wish we'd had a good hard winter. We had a mild winter. Had we not been in Europe uh, over the holidays, I wouldn't have seen. I would. I would have never worn my uh, heavy uh, ski coat. It just, you know, never got cold enough in Atlanta for that this year. So, well, you know, it was the second warmest winter on record. Al Gore just clapping and, and say, I told you, I told you. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. wetting his pants right now. I'm going to make another billion dollars off a warm winter. Yep. I, I don't yeah. much think it has anything to do with anything, but... Uh, Anyway, across the country, I don't know. We're supposed to be getting rain in here, I think, starting tonight. So, uh, oh my goodness, it gets rain. We get rain, and it'll just be a few more days that I just can't get into the old garden and do anything because it's just too wet. What are you going to raise this year in your garden besides tomatoes? I think that's about it. Tomatoes, um, maybe a few peppers, bell peppers. Um, they grow very well here. And um, that—that's—I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, outdo myself. A, a variety of tomatoes, um, but that's yeah, and and maybe one row of okra. It's hard to get past that okra, and it's—it's it's, even though it's so bad for me, I I, uh, I do like fried okra every now and then. Oh sure, you know, and I like. Steamed okra and stewed okra, but uh, come to think of it, I just like okra, I guess. But I haven't knocked down you know, the I, okra from I, last I, year. I don't think I've ever seen uh, okra and bacon put together in a recipe. But it oh, it's good. Like oh, I've, oh, I've, I, I don't know that I don't have a recipe for it, but uh, in my opinion. You can't do anything. In fact, I cooked up a bunch of bacon yesterday morning and uh, wound up eating the last of it this morning, as a matter of fact. 
you can't can't go wrong with bacon. Well, I know bacon goes with darn near everything, doesn't it? Pretty much. I, I haven't done a lot of bacon and ice cream, but I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm. Well, you know. Tell, uh, you tell me what would be wrong with bacon and ice cream. And I, I'll well, even let you choose your flavor of yeah, ice cream. I mean, you, you just, yeah, I mean, chocolate, ice cream, and bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I think that would be delicious, actually. uh, That bacon would cut a little bit of the sweet, and the ice cream would cut a little bit of the salt, and I think you'd just be a happy camper. You can't mess with bacon. Well, my wife laughs at me because anytime she's cooking bacon, invariably I'll walk into the kitchen and say, hmm, that smells good. What are you cooking? Knowing that it's bacon, of course, but... You know, if she wants, that's the way to my heart is bacon. You know, to, I don't know how we got on this, but uh, have you ever had bacon mixed in with some really good macaroni and cheese? No. No, that sounds good. It I, is I'd good. Go yeah. Yeah. And, uh, sounds I, good. I won't hardly eat a baked potato without putting bacon chips on it. Now, the one. Uh. The one place I do draw the line, and I'm sure there are thousands of people out there that could care less, but I won't eat bacos or whatever they're imitation bacon. I just, I will not eat that garbage. Uh, you can't go there, can you? No. no. It no. ain't bacon. It ain't bacon. It ain't bacon. <laughs> no way, Jose. Will I eat that uh. stuff? Well, and there's uh, there's a lot of different kinds of bacon. When we go to Whole Foods, uh, Whole Foods prices are too high, so we never buy anything there. But we love going by the meat counter, and they'll have oh I don't know a dozen different cuts and appearances of bacon. Oh my! I'd love to be a bacon tester for Whole Foods. <laughs> well, maybe we can maybe we can arrange something. You know, who knows? I could print some business cards that said bacon tester. That that <laughs> you ought to send them one. Whole Foods <laughs> chief bacon tester. Yeah, I've got experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, one of the other things that I uh, put on the let's talk about, and I'm curious about your, you know, North Korea is very close to having a. An ICBM nuclear capability. Yep. And that goon ball is, uh, you know, he's not working with a full box of light bulbs, I don't think. Uh, well, <coughs> let me just suggest that he's going down a path that's pretty dangerous because what happens when he gets an ICBM, is he going to use it? Or what does he do next? You know, he's a guy that has to keep uh, one-upping himself. So he gets nuclear, and then he needs a delivery system, and he gets short-range and then medium-range. And once he gets ICBM, what next? 
I don't, you know, you that's know. that's the question. What next? And uh, he, he's going to put himself in a, in a hole, uh, you know. He, he's We're going to have to take him out uh, at some point, it sounds like. Uh, and then what does China do, or what's Russia's attitude? I, I don't think Russia would be so much concerned. Uh, that's kind of what they do, you know, they... They go into smaller countries and, you know, tear them up. Uh, I think if we went into North Korea, Russia would chuckle and say, wow, Trump's got a pair. But China may have a different look. You know, I I just, I I don't know. Would you want North Korea to be part of South Korea? Just one Korean peninsula called South Korea? Yeah, I could live with Korea. Yeah, not South Korea, not North Korea. I could live with a democratic Korea. Now, is that going to happen? That one I can't tell you. Yeah, don't know. But I I could live with a, a, a democratic Korea. And I think it'd be great. You know, I when we were there, I as stupid as you know, I never really got into it. Now I know my son uh, has gone to to East Germany, um, and I since the Germanies have combined, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't think there's been any great problems. Uh, to my knowledge, it's been a pretty good marriage, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I, you know, I sort of think that. I, I don't hear much. Yeah, I think so. It's one Germany. Yeah. Well, here's an article that says bombing North Korea is not an option. The best ways of dealing with uh, the, the issue is economic and diplomatic, not military. <laughs> How can you starve a country to death that's already starving to death? Well, pretty good question, huh? Interesting. There's a picture of the young dictator here looking through a set of uh, uh, high-powered uh, telescope. The doctor. And uh, the, the telescope looks like it was built in 1950. <laughs> well. yeah, I, I don't see how they built uh, nuclear weapons. I think they, they got it from, a, from Iran and from Russia and, uh, you know. Well, I think Iran has been their biggest supporter. Or I may I may be backwards. It may be Korea's Iran's biggest supporter on nuclear weapons. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's going that direction. Or they may they may they may share. You know, it may be Iranian science scientists inside North Korea doing the work uh, where the United States can't see into as well. 
Yeah. Can't really see into the round though, so I don't know. I I don't either. And uh, it just it's just a very no, it's not up to me. Yeah, it's a it's a, not a comfortable subject knowing that uh, that idiot has any kind of power at all, uh, much less nuclear power. Um he could he could obviously not only do a lot of harm but uh, he could sure mess up and I think that's what he wants to do is he knows he's only going to be what he is right now but he would like to go down in history as stirring up something you know and uh, unfortunately he could uh, that means yeah that means he probably has to die in the process is he willing to do that you know I I did like uh, Mad Dog, and I have no right to call him that, but anyway, Mattis, uh, his, General Mattis, the uh, Secretary of Defense now, um, he was quoted as saying that if North Korea launched anything in the direction of the U.S. or South Korea, that would be the end of North Korea as we know it pretty powerful statement with that we're going to take a break we'll be back on america's web radio right after this this is lawyer liz join me each week as we discuss drones the internet of things and all the technology in between it's buzz off with lawyer liz wednesdays at two do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure do other people smell things that you don't Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy, no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Dan and Dave Show, only on America's Web Radio, because nobody else would have Dan. And we had to do... We had to uh, do well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I, you know, I, I, I feel I would never uh, be on a competitor station. I, you know, America's Web Radio is... Do we I, have, I bleed America's Web Radio. Do we have competition? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I I think I think you need General Mattis uh, 
uh, you need to appoint him as CEO of America's Web Radio. This, <laughs> I've got some quotes here for you. Um, may I read a couple? Absolutely. Okay, General Mattis says, I don't lose any sleep at night over the potential for failure. I cannot even spell the word. <laughs> and then uh, he says, the first time you blow someone away is not an insignificant event. That said, there are some assholes in the world that just need to be shot. <laughs> then he says, I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I'm pleading with you. With tears in my eyes, if you F with me, I'll kill you all. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Find the enemy that wants to end the American democracy and kill every one of them until they're so sick of the killing that they leave us and our freedoms intact. I... Yeah, well... Did you find the one about North Korea? I'm looking here. I don't see it. I, I like his opinions. He's sort of a he's sort of a uh, 2017 Patton in the. He, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Fight with a happy heart and strong spirit." That sounds like Patton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't believe he'd be one to mess with. Yeah, he says, I'm going to plead with you. Do not cross us. Because if you do, the survivors will write about what we do here for 10,000 years. <laughs> that's, that's pretty stout, isn't it? And he was referring to? Well, I just anybody. I, I don't know. Huh. Maybe the Democrats. I don't know. Oh, man. Um, he's got a strong opinion. He's not wishy-washy. That's good. That's what we need. Let's salute him. Yeah. I, I bet if he Maybe. drove up on a uh, guard post and one of the guards was having a joint at the time... What do you think Mad Dog would do to that person? Shoot him. <laughs> get, get him out of his misery, huh? Now, does he wear yeah. two two pearl handle pistols? <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you Google James Mattis, you'll get a lot of quotes. Uh, he's he's a very highly well quoted guy for obvious reasons. <laughs> he even had some quotes quoted here from his Senate hearing. Huh? <laughs> oh he, dear! Can't you imagine him looking at you and you're asking him some stupid question as a senator? That that senator, after they realized who they were talking with, might have wet their pants, thinking, you know, he might just come after me and shoot me. Yeah, he's got to be somebody's worst nightmare. I would imagine. 
That I would. He says. He says we have to make certain we're not dominant and irrelevant at the same time. Dominant in a past form of warfare that is no longer relevant. Huh. You, you get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. So how do you think Trump's doing? What kind of grade would you give him? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, you know, Reagan-esque. I, I would... Um, you know, I, well, let me throw this out before I answer the question. I, I have this distinct feeling <clears throat> that there's a lot of good, not bad, but good smoke and mirrors going on. You know, Trump will come out with one of his tweets that just drives the left crazy, you know, and they go after it like, like, uh, you know, you, you, we both had aquariums growing up. You, you put a little bit of food in that aquarium and the fish just go crazy going after it, you know. Especially mm-hmm. after you've starved them for twelve or fourteen hours, but anyway, um, and and he'll put one of these tweets out in the the media, and everybody just goes absolutely bananas, and they've got all their all their television cameras focused on this one thing, and and yelling and screaming and doing this and doing that. While it's my bet that Mr. Trump is practicing his art of negotiation behind the scene. Uh, The one, not the one, one of many things that he said that that I liked from the get-go and that I like today is that you don't address your enemies or whoever you're negotiating with with what you're going to do. That's just stupid. You don't tell Iraq... When you're getting out of Iraq, you don't tell Afghanistan we're going to reduce our troop concentration by 50% on March the 20th. You don't do that. And I think that's, uh, my personal opinion is, that's what's going on behind the scene. We hear about the the ten-pin negotiations of inviting people to the bowling alleys at the White House. We hear about this, we hear about that, but I just have a feeling that there's a lot of quiet, positive negotiating going on in the background that's helping our country, my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, to answer your question, how do I think he's doing? To have walked into a situation which I don't think he really had a clue about, to have walked into a situation where almost, well, say 98%, if you go Fox News, 2%, or 95%, whatever you want to, whatever the number might be, media is against you, where you walk into a situation that uh, a lot of less than truthful things are said about you, I think he's doing a hell of a job. And I, I think what we'll find is when the when it all comes out, when the laundry's clean, that uh, 
you know, he was doing a lot of things behind the scene that we didn't know about. I think one of the funniest things was that stupid Rachel Meadow or whatever coming out with his 2005 tax return. My first thing is, when you say 2005, I don't care, personally. But it yeah. blew up all over. And Yeah, it did. You know, he... he <laughs> Somebody's got to realize the the left has to realize maybe this guy's for real, you know. You may not like his hair, well, you may not like the way he says something, but you know they they try to pull something off on him, and he comes out smelling like a rose. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He's. Uh, I, I don't. I can't separate truth from uh, untruth anymore. I, I just am totally confused. I can see why the Democrats don't like him. Um, I can see why some Republicans don't like him. Um, you know, it's uh, he's in a tough job. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he knew what he was getting into. I, I don't think anybody outside the, the, you know, outside politics would understand what they're getting into. I, I don't even um, think. I don't even think they. I don't think anybody until and I. I certainly am not going to have that unpleasant opportunity. But. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, many years ago when when uh, Nixon and Kennedy were running, and this was back in 1960, uh, I was just a babe, but I can remember uh, Reader's Digest came out with a, a deal that you, you almost had to be mentally ill to think you could be President of the United States. It's not just leading the most powerful country in the world. It's the ability to annihilate millions of people if you want to or if, if you decide to or if cause has it that you do it's uh it's keeping the world economy going it's it's on and on and on and to think that you're capable of doing it basically makes you a sicko and i'm not saying that 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 trump is a sicko but i i think anybody that really Raves that I can do it, which he did, um, is obviously uh, over self confident, to say the least. Well, to illustrate, to illustrate what I'm talking about, David, uh, when he campaigned, he said he wasn't going to take a salary, right? Yeah. But I've been hearing that he's been taking a salary now. Is that is that truth or lie? I, I don't know. What, what uh, I have heard is that he had to take the salary. He's taken the salary but given it to charity. It has basically gone right through his account to uh, because Sean uh, Spicer, his uh, press secretary, was kidding with him the other day in a press conference about uh, since uh, since. The press was all over him about that. Uh, 
Spicer just said, okay, what charity do you want him to give it to? You all name the charity, and the next check will go to them. And uh, yeah. so I don't, I, I, I think he's living by what he said, but that he couldn't, he couldn't get out of taking the salary, so he's taking it and uh, giving it to a charity. And we heard all sorts of cost estimates about how much Michelle's trips took uh, or cost. And I'm hearing that uh, uh, Melania living in the Trump Tower is costing 100000 or 300000 a day for security. You know, I, I don't, it just boggles my mind. If I were Trump, I'd move back to the tower, personally. Well, just because Melania's there. Took you a while to figure that out, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Does she come and visit? I think she does go to Washington frequently, doesn't she? I I haven't really heard much about her. I don't know. Well, you sit there, figure it out, and we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back, and we want to thank uh, all the folks that listen to us on podcasts, as well as uh, I want to make note, too, that... um, Chuck Cook does a heck of a job on the Immigration Hour. Uh, Charles has been doing the show since uh, 2008, I believe, 2008, 2009, so quite a few years. But out of all the legal podcasts in the United States, he's in the top seven, and he is number three in the top seven. And uh, I just want to applaud Charles for doing a heck of a job and uh, 
how much I appreciate him doing the show. We've got other shows that uh, the psychiatry today is just incredible with the number of downloads it gets. Um, the next show, the NSPS Hour with uh, Kurt Sumner, uh, is is also a big winner. I, it just it's amazing the number of people that download and and listen to the podcast uh, from America's Web Radio. So I just wanted to thank everybody that's a part of it. Dan, thank you for for doing this show every week. And uh, I, I know I've got to ask you the, the Dan and Dave show. What classification do we fit into? Are we uh, talk radio, uh, news radio? BS radio. Where, where do we fit? <laughs> misfit. Are we rated? I, I think it's misfit. Top, <laughs> are we rated in the top ten of what? Of whatever category we fit into. Uh, no, I'm sure not. We're we're probably in misfit radio, and uh, we would be the we would be. I think we're right below the guy that does dirty jobs. Wow. Have, have you ever seen that show? Oh, that's a great show. It is. I like it, actually. Did you know that he is an opera singer? <laughs> no. Yeah. He's got a, supposedly, he's got a, he was trained, I, I can't remember where, but he he was trained in uh, music. And uh, is, from what I, don't hold me to it. I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on it, but uh, he's supposed to be uh, one heck of a anyway. So with that being said, uh, thanks for doing the show, and thanks uh, to the audience, and uh, where we are listed, we probably most bathroom walls have us. Uh, uh, we're, we're in the, I know we're in the top ten here at our office building in the bathroom. I can't address other bathrooms, but... Uh, you know, we try to please. What can I say? Well, I, I did say see something on the bathroom wall about Dave does something in a telephone number, but I, you know, I didn't call. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much. I don't know. You know, I think uh, the reason that I do the show is because you make me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I force you to answer the phone. That's it. I tell you what, uh, this this was not on the list by any means, but uh, uh, Chuck Berry died. I'm sure you heard that. And, um, yeah. He was, okay. uh, I, I was always amazed by Chuck Berry. Growing up, um, he was 90, so uh, 20 years older than me, so... Um, I, I'm when I was in high school and in college and after college, uh, Chuck Berry was one of the few back in the the golden years of rock and roll. Stuck with his Gibson guitar, um, has had a Gibson guitar named after him. Um, did never he never moved over to the Fender. He always played his Gibson guitar and. Uh, I, I just think he was an outstanding musician, and at 90 years old, I, obviously he was uh, his time was up. But uh, the legend of Chuck Berry, I hope, will live on and on, and that uh, kids uh, 
coming up and playing rock and roll today or whatever it's called will appreciate the ground that uh, Chuck Berry broke. And uh, he, he was just a fabulous guitar player. Um, well, he was. And at 90, he was working on a new album. That figures. I just... Uh, I, did, I wasn't aware of that, but that's neat. Here's some of the songs that you may remember Chuck singing. Johnny Be Good. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, Nadine. Mm-hmm. Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Back in the USA. Did you know that he sang that song before... Uh, uh, what's the guy? Anyway, uh, Little Queenie. Around and around, you know, on and on and on. I, yeah. This guy, uh, Merry Christmas, baby, drifting heart, Maybelline, Maybelline, Maybelline. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he was all over Beethoven. You know, and and I guess if if uh, one other thing I would say about Chuck Berry, there were. As you and I were growing up, and rock and roll was taking its place, and we had obviously Elvis and um, Buddy Holly, and so. But Chuck Berry, in my opinion, was the guts and the face of. Rock. I mean, he was. There wasn't any question about what Chuck Berry sang or did. He was the epitome, in my opinion, of rock and roll. You know, all the other Elvis included, would he would drift off and do this and sing that and, you know, and not really stay on the roots of rock and roll. Chuck Berry, everything that he played, in my opinion, was rock and roll. And, uh, yeah. I, I just think he was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For, uh, and no rap. I don't think Chuck Berry ever did rap. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 You shouldn't even say his name and that word in the same sentence. I agree. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Hardcore rock and roll. uh, I'm sure Chuck is in the rock and roll heaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And laughing all the way. And loving it. Gosh, don't you think... If there's a band in heaven and uh, there is a rock and roll heaven, that gosh, the music that would come out of it would be oh, absolutely yeah. incredible, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm just, I'm just cranking it up here. Can you hear that? Yep, yep. <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah. music. Mm-hmm. After the after uh, after we get done with the show here, I may just crank it up. You know, I may just have an hour of Chuck Berry. The the cool thing about Chuck Berry and many of the the sixties and and early seventies before they got into the acid stuff and all the rest of it. But even the the lyrics may be a little crazy, but you could understand them. You could understand the words. 
Yeah. You knew what they were singing. And, yeah. And like I said, Chuck Berry, um, in, again, in my opinion, was rock and roll. Um, yeah. But by and large, uh, they just told a simple story. Mm-hmm. Just storytelling to music. But it was great. But it was great. Oh, my goodness. See, that's what I wanted this station to be when I started it. Was I wanted it to be the golden oldies and play all the... And unfortunately, I found that there was competition out there, like about 10 million stations across the country that played oldies but goodies and the golden oldies and all whatever they wanted to call them. Um, so I decided at that point, maybe I should go a different direction. And so yep. I did. I started the Dan and Dave show. Yep, you were a visionary. You were a man beyond your your means or before your time or something. <laughs> yeah, and I think I know you. Ca- <laughs> I know you can't afford my salary. That's why you don't get any. You get the same as I get. <laughs> Which uh, I I continue to get complaints about from some folks that live with me. And I can't understand why. But I tell you what, it's time to put the plug in the jug. we got to get out of here, my friend Dan. Well, jug the plug and let's go. And, we have things uh, to do, my friend. Stay tuned for the NSPS Hour with Kurt Sumner. We'll be back next week on America's Web Radio and the Dan and Dave Show. Get ready, get your earplugs, and we'll be there. Take care, Dan. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing, have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you'll be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed and all your questions will be answered. 
When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peace Street ENT Center is where patient care counts. This is Michael Connolly inviting you to listen each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern to my show, Our Constitution, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com. 